You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Turn your attention in the book of Isaiah chapter 59. Hallelujah. When pastor asked me to preach for this Sunday, amen, I felt God just dealt something in my spirit. And I want to uh, just communicate. I pray that God, uh, God will allow me to communicate this message properly to you. And I want you to take a hold of this. Amen. Hallelujah. Things that God is uh, dealing in my spirit for the church. I believe our church, Mission Point Church, and as a whole, amen, God is bringing us into a new dimension, a new level, amen. He's, he's bringing us forward, amen. We are, we are never, we're not the same five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. We're never the same. The church is moving forward, hallelujah. And God is bringing up to new heights, new places, Amen. Hallelujah. And as, as we step in, as we go forward, hallelujah, things God wants to deal with us and just to change some mindset and things that He needs to deal with our lives and as a church and go, going down into level of families. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19 to 21, the Bible says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Amen. This is a very controversial verse just because of that comma. Some people say that the comma is not supposed to be in, in the word flood and it's supposed to be on the word after the word in. So what they're trying to say is if you read it, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. Amen. Amen. Either way, we're still victorious. Either way, we're still going to win this battle. Hallelujah. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in my mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of thy mouth of thy seed, out of thy mouth of thy seed's seed, that saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. The God is said is talking about the generations, our families and the generations to come. He deposited, the Spirit of God deposited the words in our mouth. Amen. Tonight, allow me to preach to you with a topic that says, lift up the standard. Lift up the standard. Let's pray. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful to you tonight for what you've already done all throughout this day. Lord, I pray, oh God, let your will be done. Let your word speak to us. Let it permeate, Lord God, in this atmosphere, in this room. And Lord God, let, let your word, God, bring forth fruit, Lord. Let it not return to you void, but I pray let it accomplish what you will in this house tonight. I pray for your anointing, Lord, oh God. And we give you glory in advance for what you're about to do in this house hour i pray in jesus mighty name everybody shout amen amen shall we clap our hands to the lord hallelujah you're worthy jesus we look unto you oh god hallelujah you may be seated thank you jesus first i wanted to, i wanted to say that we as the church we are on the winning side we are on the winning side when we face battles in life. Remember, church, that we are on the winning side. We are not fighting to win because we are already victorious. We are more than conquerors in Christ. We fight in the place of victory. We fight to maintain, not, not working our way to win the battle. But God is positioning us into a new season, realms in the Spirit as a church. And as a body of believers. And before we reach that, there are some things that has to be dealt first. There has, has to be a reconstruction of our minds and hearts and soul. To prepare us for what God has uh, given for us, hallelujah, in that season. He is calling us to hold that line. Hold that line, hallelujah, as we face battles in life. Hold that line. Let not the enemy enter the territory of your family and spoil the goods. Hallelujah. We face wars and battles every day. And the enemy is lurking and trying to destroy the basic unit of the society, which is our family. The enemy is subtly creeping in into every family. So I've come here tonight to encourage and at the same time to tell you that we need to be prepared and just to tighten up your, your belts and just be ready. Hallelujah. Because we have already had enough, church. Things in this world is trying to mess up everything, especially to the family. And sometimes it's already creeping into the family of God. And I've come to remind, to tell you, for every family, every parents, keep on holding the line for your family. I know it's tough as we face that battle. I know it's hard praying every day, hallelujah, covering our family. You, you know, it's hard sometimes. It fills us with, with, with concerns, but we do our part. But keep on holding the line. We got to lift up that standard, church. The standard in the Bible is used, is, uh, uh, you know, could be used in different contexts. It also could mean standard of measurement. But so now I want to talk about a standard that means in sign, flag, pole, or a banner. Lifting up a standard is a declaration in the physical that impacts the spiritual. Whatever we do in the natural has an effect to the supernatural. 
Every time we engage in worship, every time we engage in praise, every time we pray, you don't realize, but whatever we do here in the natural, there's an effect, there's a reaction in the spirit realm. In Exodus chapter 17, Israel fought the Amalekites. These are the first enemy that the, the Israelites has to face right after they went out to the Egypt. And they faced the Amalekites. This is where we read in Exodus 17 that Moses, as they faced Amalekites, he went up to the hill and he lift up his hands. And as he lift up his hands, the nation of Israel keeps moving forward in winning the battle. But, uh, but as the time goes by, of course, his hands grew weary. There are some times that he would like just drop it and just kind of relax and kind of have to rest his arms. And every time he does that, Amalekites would go forward and would win the battle. So it's kind of like back and forth, back and forth. And it took them long hours of battle. And it came to a point that Aaron and her came and helped Moses lift up his hands, both arms. And put a stone so he could lean and lifting up his hands all throughout the war. And all throughout the war as he lift up his hand, they win and they won the battle. And after the battle, the scripture said in Exodus 17, 15, And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. If you look the name Jehovah Nisi, it means the Lord is our banner. He is our standard. He is our flag. We raise up our banner. We raise it up because we are victorious. We are victorious. We raise Him up. He is our banner. That's why in John, John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus said, If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. And so He was talking about the nature of His death when He was raised up to that cross. We sang that about this, this, this evening, about the cross. And as he was lifted up on that cross, he became the Jehovah Nisi. He became the banner, the representation of our victory as a church. Amen. That's why the enemy has no power against the church because of the cross of Calvary. Since from that moment, hallelujah, until they're on right now, we are a victorious church because of the cross of Calvary. He is our Jehovah Nisi. Our banner. Therefore, when we lift up the standard, our spiritual banner, we lift up Jesus in our midst. In the physical sense, the banner represents certain group of people. Or a flag, of course. We use flags. Everything, that flag, if you look at it, everything is uh, infused with our beliefs, culture, principles, everything that talks about the group of people. It means it is a sign of an identity of whom you belong to. The book of Numbers is about taking the census from each tribe when the nation of Israel left Egypt. They have an account of all people for each and every tribe. Hence the name of the book Numbers. In Numbers chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, and The Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, Every man of the children of Israel shall pitch his own standard with the ensign of their father's house 
far off about the tabernacle of the congregation shall they pitch. Now the standard here has a, two, has a double meaning. So each tribe has their standard that represents, you know, if they're the tribe of Judah, tribe of Naphtali, tribe of Dan, tribe of Reuben. They have each, each and every tribe, they have their flags, they have their, 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 their standard. And each family has their own ensign outside their houses or outside their, their tents. And I want to focus in the word here, ensign of their father's house. A representation of their father's house. Tonight I want to remind you that we are representing our father. Let's not forget that we are representing God as we raise up that banner. We are the children of God. And the enemy will do his best ruining that identity. Trying to make us believe in the lies. Use the influence of this world just for, just for that identity to be ruined. And help us to identify ourselves to the world. But the truth is... We are set apart, we are redeemed and renewed, restored, saved, and delivered. That's the true identity of who we are. Amen. Don't let the enemy define you, trying to identify you to the world through his influences. Church, we have the testimony of how the Lord has been good to us. He's been gracious to us merciful in our lives as we raise that banner as we lift up that standard indicates that we are not of this world we pitch it out outside of our homes hallelujah declaring no we are not of this world we're not gonna let ourselves our family to be identified to this world that's why we are encouraged hallelujah to live a holy life because the word holy means separation because we are no longer we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Don't let the enemy convince you that what you are going through defines you. Let me say that again. Don't let the enemy convince you just because of the situation you are in right now doesn't mean that defines of who you are. Your season does not define you. Just because you're struggling right now doesn't mean that you are that your identity is hopeless and defeat. Because you are just because you are in the season of struggles, it means that's who you are. Just because you are in a season of waiting and where everything seems like a delay doesn't mean you are forgotten and forsaken. Huh. Just because David was only a shepherd does not mean he's, not un he's unqualified to be a king. Just because Joseph was in prison doesn't mean God's promises are all for nothing. He received a dream. He received everything. But it seems like in this season he was in prison. Feels like it's hopeless. I'm forgotten. Everything's over. It's over in vain. Your season you are in does not reflect of who you are. But it is an event where God is molding you. He is molding you. If we are going through some process in our life, it's painful because it's a process. It's not going to be an easy way for a process for God to mold us 
and prepare us for the next season He is preparing for us to go to. And let me say this again, your failures and mistakes are not your identification. That stigma. Because we are already under and covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. The enemy has no authority. He has no longer power to bring that back up. Those past mistakes, everything is covered under the blood. Hallelujah. And when people look at you, amen, they don't see your mistakes anymore. But they see the grace of God. They see the power of God. How He changed you. How He delivered you. Oh, and when we see your people see you, they see the light in you. Hallelujah. Because... Of the power of God. We have a testimony church. We have a testimony. The people that represent God. Are not perfect. But people who are forgiven. And redeemed. Every one of us here. You know people thought that. If you're, if you're here in the church. Everyone has to be perfect. Everyone has to be you know. Like you don't have any mistakes or whatever. But we are forgiven, church. We are redeemed of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This is the only song that the angels can sing. Hallelujah. And I'm so grateful. Amen. Because we have experienced the grace of God. We have experienced the power of God. How to be redeemed out of darkness into His marvelous light. We have that opportunity to share and declare that to the world. And I believe God is healing some minds and mindsets right now as He is preparing us for the greater things. Don't let the enemy tell lies over your ears right now. He's trying to pin you down, trying to put you down, telling you you're, no, you're, no, you're, 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 no, you're not qualified. You're not better. You're not going to improve. You're going to stay there and going to put shame on you. Try to, it's hard for us to move forward just because the enemy is trying to put shame in our ears. But God is healing you tonight. God's going to renew your mind right now. Allow God to speak to your mind right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we're going to go forward. Hallelujah. Secondly, as we lift our standard. Hallelujah. There's a call for us to go against the current of this world. A call. There is a call tonight, church, for us to go against the current of this world. In our opening text, if we go back a bit in verse 15 of Isaiah chapter 59, the Bible said, Yea, truth faileth. And he, listen to this, and he that departeth from evil... What happens to him if he decides to depart from evil? He maketh himself prey. That's why no wonder every time we decide to live for God, every time we decide that I don't want to do this anymore, I want to live right, then things happen in a miserable way. Because the enemy breaks loose and doesn't want you to live that situation because he wants to keep you in bondage of your sin. Every time a person says, I want to live for God, he's going to bombard you with things. He's going to resist that decision. We're going to face some difficulties. That's why some people thought, I thought when, when, we were, when I become a Christian, everything's going to be all right now. Everything's going to go smooth. Like, I don't have any, 
problems anymore, like everything's just going to be. No, it's not. When you decided to live for God, it's like you're not, we are not going into a cruise ship. We're not, we're not like, okay, I want to be Christian. I want to be baptized. And Okay, yeah, so go and hop in. Let's go for a cruise ship. No, that's not how it is. You are entering into a battleship, church, because you are now right now deciding to go against the current of this world. Hallelujah. You, you're deciding to go against the current of this world. Amen. You're starting to have spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6, Paul explained this to us. That we are wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. And as we go against that current, we got to have protection that is the armor of God. In Isaiah 59 verse 17, if you move one more uh, verse, the Bible said, For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and an helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on a garment of vengeance for clothing, and was clad in zeal as a cloak. Most likely when Paul was writing Ephesians 6 to the Ephesian church, he had the scriptures in his mind telling them that when you start to face, when you start to live for God, you're going to face some things in life. You have to wear the armor of God. We got to understand that this whole spiritual battle, you know, because the enemy is not only after you, but also he's after the people that you represent and which is your family. I remember Pastor Carter mentioned in our Leviticus class, if you are in the top or if you're in a session called Better, talks about Leviticus in Hebrews. Now one thing he said about that session, you know, about the scripture, Matthew 16 and 26, when the Bible said that, for what a man is, what a man profited, he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? He mentioned that because we are priests for our family, so we are representing people, not for ourselves, but also for our family. That if we lose our soul, it is not only our soul, but we lose our family at the same time. That's why we need to understand, church, that we are not only fighting for ourselves. But we are fighting for our families as well. Parents, everyone that has family, well, I don't have kids yet, so. But for everyone, parents, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, protect your family, hold the line. Hold the line, church, as we face these battles in life. Don't let the enemy destroy the family. You have to hold the line, church. Because we're not only fighting for ourselves, but we are also fighting for our family. Now, let me, this, let me say this. Let me, let me tell this also to the young people. Every social media platforms... Hollywood are full of subtle messages of 
the enemy's propaganda. And I just learned this a couple of days ago. I've seen a video that talks about the app called TikTok. Who's familiar with the app TikTok? Well, I mean, you know, young people and probably some of us here heard about TikTok. Did you know that TikTok is, you know, it's made from China and TikTok in China is different than in every other countries. In China, TikTok's content are all educational, about science, about self-improvement, all of those stuff to educate their children. While the rest of the world consumes random short videos that most of it does not do anything for the better. They, because they understood that in order for in order, to, in order to destroy a nation, you have to corrupt the young people's mind. May not be a physical battle, all the stuff, although we're already hearing wars and rumors of wars. But one thing that they have learned that for you to destroy a nation, one way is to corrupt their minds. That's why that app is different as they use it in China and in, in other parts of the world. It's a whole lot different. Because they know the damages that can produce. And also they know the advantages that could produce to the young people. What I'm trying to say is, the enemy is trying that influence to shape the minds. That's why a lot of people are depressed. Young people are depressed. It's because they have seen a measurement of standard in the society which are built in a false image. They thought that because this is what the social media is showing us, this is the standard of beauty, this is the standard of living, this is the standard of everything. And as you look back into yourself, I'm not any good than that. And it creates an idea of comparison and satisfaction, and that leads to depression. The enemy is trying to... Destroy the minds of the people through influences. Church, it's time to lift up the standard. It's time to lift up the banner. We're not going to allow. We're going to pitch that in front of our family that says, I am not of this world. I am in this world, but I am not of this world. I am a child of God. I am a believer of Christ. I am a true Believer of Christ. And with a moment you pitch that and you raise that standard, you are declaring that I am not going to allow the enemy to destroy my family. We need to recenter our focus to Jesus Christ. Let me say this again to every parents. Parents, hold the line. And young people, be like Aaron and her. With Moses, when things get weary and tiring and hard, you will be the backup. You will be the help. Like for, for Moses to lift up the hands as we win this battle. We are, to, we are in this together, church. Don't let the enemy allow to mold our minds. This is what I felt 
what God is impressing in my heart as soon as I know that I'm going to preach. That he talks, he, God impressed to me about his standard. And that's why I started to study a bit of this. That what God is trying to tell us tonight is we have to get ready. We have to protect the borderline. We have to protect, we have to set some things in our lives. And let not things get in into our lives and into our families. We have to protect our family, church. We are going forward. No one's going to be left behind. Every one of us is going forward. But you have to protect family. Pray. Plead the blood of Jesus. Now, I'm, 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 I'm going to close now. Don't worry, I'm going to shut up in a moment. But if you feel like throwing up the towel and say, I give up. You know, in battles, sometimes we feel like it's tiring to, you know, in this life. You feel like you're going to just, I don't know how I'm going to survive this. So I said, I feel like I want to throw in the towel and say, I give up. But if you give up to the enemy, then we lose. But if you give up to God and say, God, I surrender. And once you surrender that towel, you think, you think you know your banner of surrender. Let me say this. To whom you surrender determines the outcome of the battle. If you surrender to the enemy and you said, I'm just going to throw in the towel, then we lose. But if you surrender to God, yes, I'm going to lift up still that, that thing. But you don't realize you're raising the banner. Hallelujah, Lord God, I surrender to you. Hallelujah, that symbol of defeat will become now the symbol of victory. Amen. As you surrender to God, because you're not raising up, because you're surrendering to the enemy. But you're gonna, you are going to have a victory because I'm raising up the banner. I'm raising up the standard. Amen. Because I'm going to win this battle. Surrender to God and not to the enemy. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And as I have said earlier, the, the, the verse in Isaiah 59 and 21, music could come. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words which shall I put in thy mouth, shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of thy mouth, nor the seed of the mouth of thy seed, saith the Lord from henceforth. I want you to understand this. Yes, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up the standard. He'll just going to draw them away. But I want you to understand that God will do it through us. That's why He said that, you know, my Spirit that is upon thee, and I put my words on you. Yes, I'm going to lift up the standards. When the enemy comes in like a flood, he will, he will lift up the standard, but it's going to be through you and through your family. It's in your mouth, the victory. We have to declare this every day for our family, church. Every voice that speaks against my family, be silenced in Jesus' name. Every agenda that hinders my family's acceleration in grace be destroyed 
In Jesus' name. We gotta declare things in the spirit family. Hallelujah. We're gonna declare things that we're not gonna, hallelujah, gonna let that allow the enemy to speak negative things for family, but we're gonna go against that. We're gonna speak the name of Jesus because He is our banner. We're gonna lift Him up, church, in our lives, in our families, in our situations. We're gonna lift Him up because He is our standard. He is our Jehovah Nisi. Tonight, church, what I feel like doing as we pray, let's all stand. What I feel tonight to do, we're gonna we're gonna pray together as a family. If you have your kids, your families, we're gonna go. The altar's gonna open. We're gonna come. I want us to pray and gather as a family. If you have your kids here, if you have your wife here, I want you to to gather, and I want you all to raise your hand together as we lift up the standard and we're gonna pray that God will pro- cover and protect our families we're gonna pray that the enemy will not be able to destroy our family hallelujah in the name of Jesus hallelujah in the name of Jesus I don't know about the church hallelujah hallelujah but there's a hallelujah there's a burden being released a call right now Hallelujah, hallelujah. If we're not going to protect our family, who will? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, O God, for your salvation. I thank you, Lord, for your grace. I thank you, Lord, O God, for what you have done for us. You've changed us. You saved us. You cleansed us, O God. I thank you. We cherish that salvation, Lord. Hallelujah. And so, God, I pray for each and every family, including mine, Lord. I represent my family, Lord, all the way back from the Philippines. Hallelujah. As we stand, Lord, oh God, before you, we are lifting up the banner, Lord, oh God, and we are declaring, Lord God, the promises. We're declaring your words, Lord, oh God, that you're going to protect our family. You're, you're gonna go before me. Hallelujah. It's around me. You're within me. In the name of Jesus, I speak victory. I speak, Lord, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak, Lord, victory in this place, in this hour, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now it's the time to lift up the standard, to lift up the banner in our families, to speak the name of Jesus over the enemy, over that situation, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, come on, that's it. Hallelujah, oh, it's so beautiful to see, to dwell together in unity. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're just by yourself, find someone to pray with. Hallelujah. We're going to pray together, church. We're going to pray together, church, as a family of God. As a family of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are better when we are together.
we have heard that message. We are better when we are together. There's unity. Oh, how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.